All right, welcome in to Grow Your Note with Kelly's Green. We've got Chad and Kelly here in the studio with us. Hey guys, how y'all been? Hey, good, good morning. morning. Welcome. Yeah, Happy Tuesday to yes. Grow Your Note. We're doing great. Uh, exciting times right now with, with everything going on throughout the state. And so um, we've got some stuff to share about some of the legislation that was signed yesterday with some of the mm-hmm. changes to the act, which we've talked briefly about those last week with um, Mike Watkins and Dr. Fred Kinsey. But um, but we're going to try to like dive into some of those and then um, answer some more questions if there are any or just give some more information on the program and how we are growing with the program yeah. in Mississippi. How we are growing our nose. Yes. Um, I uh, wasn't able to join you guys last week, but what a great show. What great guests. Uh, Dr. Kinsey, mm-hmm. Mike Watkins, um, lots of great information. If you weren't able to catch that show, um, definitely tune into the podcast because um man they're great guests yeah it, lots of information mm-hmm. it was it, it i'm telling you this, this show is doing i'm looking at the numbers now the show is people are going people are listening to these podcasts people are finding this information very useful and yeah. uh they they're 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 definitely consuming the content so we uh, definitely appreciate that because you know you, you like to know that you're not uh the people are out there listening. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we hope we're beneficial. Right. Yeah. And and I think it's it's great because this provides that education. So again, even from day one, what what and through today, we're still learning that there's just so much that people may not know or have understood about the program or you know sort of some some misinformation that's been out there and it's great to be able to provide an avenue for people to learn more about the versatility of this type of medical treatment as an alternative to other things and and what they need to do to get their hands on it yeah and i think one of the things that i think i'm always shocked by is that i still run into people all the time that mm-hmm. really don't know anything about the program. And I guess because we have been involved in this for so long, I mean, literally since 2018 and, and frankly for the cause even before that. But um, I, I'm always shocked when, cause I guess we're just so immersed in it that um, we think everybody knows about it. And uh, the truth is, is that not everybody does. And so I hope that this is an opportunity for people to learn about the pro- get some good some good information, but additionally just just to be exposed to the fact that we have a medical mar- mar- medical marijuana program in this state. Um, Can you say that again three times? Medi- <laughs> medical marijuana, um, a program in this state that uh, I hope that we can expose everybody to it, that they can know that that option is out there for them, whether they have a debilitating condition, whether they are a caregiver for someone who has a debilitating condition. Or, um, or whether, you know, they see their physician and, and perhaps their condition doesn't um, qualify under the, um, the bill. But if that's the case, then they can certainly go petition the Department of Health to add their condition. So um, really and truly, this is, um, this is everybody. Everybody should know about it. Right. And so we wanted to, to start out, if, if you caught the show, I think it was two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. we did a whole thing on gun rights. And um, still, though, we still see a lot of people asking or under the belief that somehow if you get a medical marijuana card, that the government is coming to take your guns. And again, we went through this in depth. 
We did. But, but, but the fact that it's still very prevalent and that's mm-hmm. still a question that we're getting asked quite a bit just want to sort of recap some of that briefly. Well, I'm glad you yeah. did because I got a question after <laughs> that show from a friend of mine who is a veteran and <clears throat> all that good stuff. And he brought up a valid point when we said there's there's nobody in, uh, enforcing federal stuff. Well, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up because he said, well, what about on the trace? Mm-hmm. And I get pulled over and that he goes, that's federal. Right. Well, I'm like. I mean, I, I hate what about. I, well, that's yeah, the yeah. problem. Well, no, I mean, what what well, about is, if yeah. they that's don't? Right. You know, is, like uh, so. It's sort of this yeah. is the thing. I, I don't think, and and I think there was some. I think we had a discussion about, um, you know, what do we see the federal authorities doing with it? But this is the this is the this is the most important takeaway from that. I don't think anybody's saying federal authorities aren't enforcing because, frankly, that's going to be up to the individual jurisdictions of federal authorities. I mean, the federal, a federal authority in Mississippi may do something differently than a federal authority does in Pennsylvania. True enough. But what we the big takeaway on that particular show is this, is that the federal law that is in place that would allow law enforcement to act on that particular language is now been determined by a federal trial judge to be unconstitutional. That's the main takeaway from that, is that we know it's not a state issue. And, and I think that's, that's so worth reiterating again and again and again, because the state, uh, the, the Cannabis Act, the Mississippi Cannabis Act, has language in it that protects people from discrimination for carrying right. gun... Uh, Correct. Whatever, your, your permit, your, your possessing, having a permit, having a concealed carry, all of those things... And so what we're really talking about is the federal law that's in the 1962 Gun Rights Act that has now been declared unconstitutional by a federal trial judge in Oklahoma. Now, we, we expect that to go up, probably, probably maybe the government doesn't appeal it and maybe it stays, but that's the big takeaway from that. It's not that we're saying that federal authorities are not, are, are, I don't know, I mean, the truth is, is do they? I, you know, I, I don't right. see them doing it, but I'm not going to stand up here and say they won't. But right. The takeaway is that the language, the federal language, has now been determined by a federal judge to be unconstitutional. Right. I think that's the big takeaway. Well, and, and the other distinguishing factor, like we talked about last time, is whether or not you can possess a gun Correct. and whether or not you're going out to purchase a gun Huge. and using that form. Huge that is completely different. Yeah, and a, so, so when we hear people say they're going to come take my guns, no one is coming to take guns that are in your possession. The other thing is, is can someone get on the trace and be arrested for something like possession of, of marijuana, too? Because mm-hmm. would, that would also be the federal crime. It wouldn't just be, oh, you got a gun and you got a medical marijuana card. Yep. So right. can somebody get arrested for something? Absolutely. Yeah. We, I could call the police station and make a report right now that Clay Edwards assaulted me. Red flags. They might come <laughs> arrest you. Does that mean that you did it? Absolutely not. So, again, I think the big distinction that we're trying to make is all of this sort of hoopla, if you call it that, started with the form to fill out to purchase a firearm. And then it's sort of built into this, oh, they're coming to take your guns away from you. No, no one's coming to take your guns away. Again, what that case said, like Kelly said, we have a federal judge now. What that federal judge said is you cannot infringe upon that constitutional right. So, again, we're not talking about federal jurisdiction, state jurisdiction, whatever. We're talking about a constitutional right and whether or not what they did interfered with that or abridged that right. So, 
again, I just want to keep making that distinction. No one's coming to take your guns from like like no one's going to show up at your house and go, hey, I see where you got a medical marijuana card. First, there is no registry that's available. There's only right. a hotline to determine whether or not your card is valid. Right. Um, and again, every dispensary you go in has to check to see if you have a valid card. That's how the program works. Um, so again, just like they have to check your ID if you look under 21 when you're buying alcohol. Right. So again... I want to. I, ju- I, I just want to reiterate again for the masses: no one's showing up at your door and saying, "Oh, Chad, I see you have a medical marijuana card. I'm going to need every gun in your house." <laughs> it's no. just not happening. If- in fact, it has never happened in the history of our country. No one has shown up at your door and said, "Hey, we're the government. We want all of your guns that you have." Now, there are qualifications that if you are a convicted felon, you should not have a gun. That is a law that's in place, whether or not you agree with it. But for 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 like the normal course and scope of the business and operation of this country and the government, no one is showing up at your house and saying, right. "I need your guns because you applied for a medical marijuana card." Yep. Not right. even that you bought any. Right. It, it was a, <laughs> Just that you applied. Right. <laughs> you right. know? What they would show up for is if you lie on that and they found out that you Well, yeah, and then lied. we have perjury. We have all yeah. kinds of things that you – if if you lied on an affidavit or you whatever on an affidavit or whatever, they, there's all kinds of other issues. And that's with anything, not just medical marijuana. That's, right. so, that's with anything that you sign that you swear to under penalties of perjury. But but this is just, just for purposes of um, – you know, this discussion, obviously, I would never, I would always advise someone, anybody, you never lie on a federal form. It is crime. It is a crime. Let me reiterate that. Lying on a federal form is a crime. Okay, that being said, okay, what do people do now when they go buy a firearm? Right. Do they, I mean, what, what, what do they do? I can tell you the people that, that are some people, so everybody that knows me doesn't just, like, duck out. <laughs> some people that I know <laughs> who have bought firearms have lied on that form. I'm not going to sit here. And, it would be ridiculous to That's act right. like Absolutely. people don't. So, right. So lying on the, again. If you're on Adderall right. and you bought a firearm, you lied. I've lied on a lot I mean, of, like, that's it. You have lied. Like with my doctor's office and asked, do you have this? Do you have this? I'm like, nope. Right. Never had this problem. I mean, like. It, I did. I wouldn't tell you. Again, I I think it was born out of a way to keep weed out of Mississippi, like the big whatever, whatever big push it was, you know, back back when we had 65 and 65A, it was like this big thing, like, what can be a real catchy, they're going to take your guns, right? Um, You're not gonna be able to buy a gun, you're not gonna be able to protect you and your family and all this stuff. And and, and I think it just sort of built from that, because that was easy for people to latch on to. I want to say one thing real quick. Uh, Yeah, uh, guys, we're probably not gonna take any calls today. But if you got questions, text them into the show. The Guns and Gear text line, speaking of guns, 769-241-1944. It's going to be the easiest way to get it. We got we can't all wear headphones today, and I don't want them not to be able to hear the question and have to repeat it, this, that, and the other. But I, I got a question. Okay. Uh, this Yay. is from, uh, from Woodrow. He asked um, – let me pull it back up here. I apologize. He, and this is, this, is, this is a good question. Yeah. How, how can I try medical marijuana if I take legal narcotics for chronic pain – um, so, it, it, I well, guess there's no free samples out there. No. No. That's right. So there are no free samples. And honestly, Woodrow, the best thing for you to do, since you are obviously using other medicine that's been prescribed to you, is to consult with your doctor and yeah. see how those might relate to each other. Or there might be a, a period of time where we may need to 
cut back on this to see if marijuana is actually benefiting you or to see the difference in that. But again, those are purely medical things. And that's why our law requires a bona fide practitioner patient relationship and an in-person consultation. Um, so that way they can look at your medical history and mm-hmm. see, okay, these, this is what you've been prescribed. And in my medical opinion, this, you know, this may help, th- th- this, this may benefit, this right. may counteract whatever. Um, again, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's and a medical issue. The other part issue. of that is the fact that um, that if you are on painkillers or other other medicines or narcotics for pain, um, it, it perhaps you are the perfect person to consult with your physician about it because obviously you're still having some issues, whether you're still having pain or you're uncomfortable with the medication that you're currently on for whatever reason that may be. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. Talk to your physician. Get get uh, talk to your physician about certification and uh, get your medical marijuana card. Unfortunately, there's just no way to try it. Um, you have to get a card. So, yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great right. question, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep the questions coming in. Yeah. The text line seven six nine two four one. 1944 and you guys are doing just that so let's take a break real quick we'll come back and uh we'll answer some more questions here awesome this is grow your note with chad and kelly from kelly's green we'll be right back on 1039 wyab all right welcome back into grow your note with kelly's green we've got kelly and chad with kelly's green here live in the mack flowwood studios uh discussing uh all the medical marijuana ins and outs we've uh, ended back up on the hot button topic of the government taking your guns if you have a medical marijuana card can they won't they will they i think the overarching answer in our opinion is uh no <laughs> no. <laughs> no no that's a big but, no yeah, i mean yeah. I, 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 you know, I get the what, it, and I get look. A, a fear campaign was started somewhere uh-huh. to convince people that if you do this, they're coming to take your guns. And every time, um, not to blend worlds here, but every time you have a tragic uh, mass shooting like what happened yesterday in Nashville, one side runs straight to we're coming to take your guns. Right, we're taking your AR-15s. So I see where the fear. Why it's easy to believe on the other side. But it's never happened. I know. Yeah. So at some point, don't you go, it's the boy that cried wolf. Like, like at some point, don't you get tired of yeah. being like, I mean, I would be exhausted with like an imaginary war. Yeah. Because there's enough stuff that really is that matters right now. Right. As opposed to just planning these fears and then people just run into bat for this idea that somehow the government is taking your guns. And then at some point you go, man, we've been doing this now for 20 years. We've been having the same argument about the guns for 20 years at least. I've said that I would love for a politician to run on something other. If you're a conservative, for example, I'm just going to assume you're pro-2A, that you're anti-abortion. Can, can, what else do you stand for? And, and see, and same on right. the other side. Can we just take those two things off the table? Right, right. And, and, and give me and, some substance. And I will tell you that is the problem with society right now. Is what you just said. If you identify as Republican, you have to fit in this box. That means you agree with one, two, three, four, and you're either with us or against us. And if you're a Democrat, that has to mean that you have to agree with one, two, three, four, and you're either with us or against us. What is missing is the common sense link in the middle that says, wait a minute. We can still survive as a society and have common sense. It doesn't mean just because I'm a Republican, I want to save babies. And just because I'm a Democrat, I want to kill babies. But that is how we have drawn these lines. 
in this country, which makes it ridiculous to even have a common sense conversation about things that really matter. Yeah, that's why I extended an olive branch to you a few weeks ago and said, hey, I would love to sit down with you and have right. a conversation because we yes. get along great. Yeah. And, and, and we can have a real conversation. I ain't trying to change your mind. You ain't trying to change my mind. But I, but I would love to hear why you think the way you do about stuff and, yeah. and vice versa. You might want. You might want. You might. You might. You might. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you grow up and you just think this is just so out of hand on both sides with everything. And it is sort of like an all or nothing. And then you grow up thinking, well, I don't fit in either of these boxes. And that is a good thing. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, we will never have independents that make it in this political system or libertarians or anything else because we have grown up and been idealized that there are two parties and that's it. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's how it will always be. Until these poor independents and people like that actually get some money behind and them. And that's what, that's what it matters. It matters yeah. about money. They can't campaign who, and they can't right. run. And yeah. then you have people who, who I, I will, I concede at times I am this person who are exhausted right. with it all and literally <laughs> right. say, Hey, everybody, I don't want to participate anymore. Like, I, I'm yeah. tired. That's right. I don't want to have to be one thing or the other. I want to live my life and, and I'm, and I'm so busy. That that this is this is exhausting. And that's a big problem because we're seeing a very, and I I mean this is a compliment. We're seeing yeah. a whole lot of intelligent people, like what I consider smart, right? Top one percent type people bowing out of the political process. Sure, not wanting to get into politics, not wanting to participate in the culture war and all that stuff. And the rest of us need to look and say, hey, these are movers and shakers. These are very uh, smart people, um, very successful people. They're bowing out. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow (laughs) that lead. It is exhausting. It's exhausting because, you know, you think, you know, like, I think every generation that grows up thinks like, oh, my God, you know, this is the biggest culture war. Everyone has thought that, right? In the 20s, jazz and liquor was the enemy. In the 50s, rock and roll. And Elvis getting arrested because he swiveled his hips. You know, our our country's going to the dogs because of this. I mean, it's like every every couple of decades, there's some new whatever. And it's like... It's it's like we're no different right now. Like like it's the same thing. We're having the same argument. But again, you know, you just think where are where are the people with common sense and intelligence? And it's because they went to the house to smoke their Kelly's green marijuana because they're (laughs) sick of everything else. (laughs) Yeah, and and, 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 you know, let me just go back and say I do care. Like I care. I'm just tired sometimes. Um, well, there's so uh, there's so many unnecessary battles that are waged and fought when that detracts from actually having a solution, number right. one, and making a change that really does matter. And again, it's just like, and I know we've got everything, we've got social media that's picked up. So we like, you know, everybody, you know, says, oh, well, you know, my opinion now matters because I can post it. Um, oh, you know, and it's like, there. you know, and again, it's like this big, you know, I get all these messages all the time about, you know, Facebook is about to ban blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you agreed to use Facebook. It's not a requirement. You, you signed a service agreement with a private company to use this platform. Nobody's forcing you. Right. <laughs> you right. can log off today. Yeah. You don't have to look at it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, getting the train back on the tracks here, because I could do this all. I could have this yeah. conversation oh, for right. hours I on in. Speaking of intelligent, intelligent people um, currently, uh, if, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Raphael. Uh, I'm going to slaughter his name. Say it. Makula? Makula. Okay. Makula 
perhaps McCallum, perhaps. Uh, and I'm sure I just slaughtered that. Right. So, anyway. And clearly, Clay and I are not familiar because <laughs> we weren't like, no, it's pronounced. <laughs> sounds right to me. Um, anyway, he is known as the father of cannabis research. Mm-hmm. He has passed away at the age of 92. He was an Israeli researcher. Mm-hmm. Is this and, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, well, the week? news story broke on it, as, I think, on the 27th, which was yesterday. Okay. Um, and, and maybe it is. I, again, I, I, I thought I'd heard I could, it. I could that. be behind. In my mind, it's a current event, but right. who really knows with me? I mean, it could have happened two years ago. Um, <laughs> breaking news three years <laughs> breaking ago. Breaking news no, three years ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's noteworthy and uh, worth mentioning because I think he was a huge contributor to um, to cannabis, and frankly. We probably wouldn't be sitting here today having this show and having had the opportunity to work on the medical marijuana program. Um, but for the work that he did, he actually, uh, as I understand it, was the first to isolate THC. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it just kicked off from there. Interestingly enough, he was also part of a, uh, a finding a, um, a finding an artifact or I'm not even really sure if that's the right term for it. But they found a, a tomb. Um, he said that, you know, Humans have been using cannabis for millennia, and um, they found a 4th century Roman tomb that held uh, the deceased body of some, uh, a female who had, uh, I believe they said, died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. And they found um, definitive evidence that she had, uh, they had given her, she had used cannabis uh, at perhaps and presumed for pain yeah. for whatever. But interestingly enough, we're talking about 4th century Roman right. tomb. Um, and I just think it's important to, to, um, to talk about him and give him yeah. the credit due. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, it is interesting to see how, you know, I, I, I think the, you know, in other countries and around the world, you know, like they were way far ahead of our research mm-hmm. with cannabis. Um, and again, you know, that's because the big push was to only research the negative or harmful effects right. in this country. And one of the great things about slowly but surely getting medicinal programs online in different states is even with Ole Miss, is that now we see the grant is also to research the, you know, great things about it and, and how it can yep. help people. And, and and I think that's just a remarkable switch. It just shows how, you know, everything is sort of coming coming around now to go, okay, this really does help people and they should have this option available to them. Again, sure. not everybody has to use that's it. That's right. Not it's everybody not has to get a card. That's right. But, but for the people who do want to and um, could benefit from it, they they obviously have that uh, that option now. And it's all grown right here in Mississippi. Perfect. Awesome. Um, and we have another big uh, event in medical marijuana. Uh, happened yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. The governor signed the uh, medical marijuana, the, uh, the uh, what was it? I think it was House Bill 1158. 1158, right. Um, signed it and... Uh, this yeah, is a good move. Super exciting. It, it, yeah, it improved. Great for improvements yeah, in the program. Yeah, and and, and again, there w- there there should be improvements coming throughout the next sessions too, because this is a, a new program. We're starting out. Um, there are things I think that you know may have been like a, a rush to judgment that now we're seeing. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be that way. That there's a couple really great things for patients, which I think is important. Um, one of which is. I think when Dr. Kinsey was here lastly, we talked about a six-month follow-up to see how it's working. Um, and so what they did was they said that 
that six month follow up can be with any practitioner, which was good because what we saw were there were a lot of patients that are that they're right now were having to drive a good distance to mm-hmm. even find a practitioner that would certify. And there's more coming online every day, right. but at the beginning, and so it really did sort of create a hardship, you know, like oh I got to be right back in six months and you know whatever, so so they can go see another practitioner that's closer, which is great because you want to streamline everything you can. Absolutely, hundred percent. And again, you know, so that was a good thing. Um, there were some changes made to some of the advertising and marketing. Um, you know, for forever, we weren't allowed to use a cannabis leaf on anything. Um, <laughs> although it's cannabis and, and, and I, and I think that obviously people should be able, I think people should be able to look at a product in a bag or in a jar or whatever and see a cannabis leaf on it so they can immediately go, that's cannabis. Just like a, just like a, a hospital, <laughs> right? right. A hospital know? uses the red, the red cross. That's right. You know? I mean, that's right. So that a, way you know that okay, this is cannabis. So if it's sitting around at your house, you know to put it on the top shelf or yep. to lock it up or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I think um, I think that was sort of like a rush to judgment maybe in the beginning. So it looks like there's some more common sense people coming around and looking at some of this and saying okay that there are some changes another big thing was they made it clear that if you're going to get a medical marijuana card you don't have to be drug tested um to get it which which was big because you know yeah, i tell you what chad hold that thought Let's yeah break sure because we, we got some questions some yeah. comments and i want to hear about this too i think that's huge okay All right, this is grow your nose with kelly's green we'll be right back on 1039 wyab All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. I'm joined here in the Matt Clark of Flowood Studios by Kelly and Chad with Kelly's Green. And guys, I had a, and I'm Clay Edwards, by the way. Um, I got a couple questions here on the Guns in Your Text line. And uh, I, hell, I'll start with my question. Uh, we had this off air. Um, I asked, you know, is there is there a is there a symptom out there that could just bust the door wide open on this thing and really just completely change the game. And uh, you, you both said insomnia and anxiety. And anxiety seems like the real big one. And insomnia is one I would consider far because I take sleeping medicine. You know, I don't mind saying that. You know, and <clears throat> it's something I've always had a problem with well, since I was 20 years old or longer is staying asleep at night. Mm-hmm. And um, you, we were trying to well, what are some ways that we can get these – I'm sorry. I didn't I was have about to say, I don't on. think your mic's like, on. Kevin. What are some ways to get these <laughs> symptoms uh, added to the list? So the first way is obviously yeah. you could go through legislators and do it in a session that way to add it. But the other thing is that the uh, Cannabis Act itself created an avenue for practitioners, patients um, to petition the Department of Health directly to add to the debilitating condition list. And it sort of gives a time frame for them to respond and accept or reject it. Um, and then it provided a judicial mechanism. So in a sort of like an appeal process through our circuit court system. And so, again, anxiety is huge. We hear about anxiety a lot, and then we hear about insomnia a lot. And insomnia, because people, just like you, Clay, what you're just saying, have sleep aids or sleep medicine that they're on, prescription pills or whatever. And, and you know, there is like a whole line of cannabis products that are 
marketed and formulated and everything mm-hmm. just for sleep aid. Yeah, like I've tried the uh, the Delta Eight CBD right. stuff, and that that helps. I That's can imagine right. what a medical grade THC absolutely, would be. yeah, yeah. And, and and so there are specific products. That's an unregulated product you're talking about, right? There. Right, yeah. yeah. But these would be regulated, and, and there are right. very specific cannabis products in other states that are to help with sleep aids and to sort of hopefully get off maybe some like like i'm on ambien i've been on ambien like 20 years same here um and so and it it works some nights but you know then again you're like man i've been on this drug for so freaking long well you know i would try something else when you leave and you get halfway to the coast and realize you left your ambien at home oh (laughs) what am i gonna do right you know pour another drink stay alert (laughs) stay (laughs) awake yeah not not post things on social media (laughs) that's right Hide your right, phone yeah. from yourself. Order no. things on Amazon. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, like, and, and again, you know, like, luckily, I am not someone who has taken my Ambien and been like, let me get my car and drive somewhere. But there's lots of people that do. They, they, yeah, I mean, we've seen that. Oh, we've sure. seen people have Don't wrecks. We've seen people. We've seen people commit crimes. Right. And, and yeah. eat at night. Like, there's some, at you least. know, they talk about the sleepwalking and the sleep eating and, and all of that stuff. But, um, but again, you know, this is something else that's out there that you should be able to try if you want to and see how it works. And and so insomnia is a big one. Anxiety is a big one. Now, in I our, was shocked to find out that wasn't one. Like it literally, I just I have just assumed that's right. That surely that was number one. That's right. Well, we have PTSD, which that anxiety based sure. on PTSD can be but but just a general anxiety debilitating condition is not on our list keep taking these Xanax instead yeah. right well and i i think too um now i'm obviously in favor of uh, of of adding as many as many debilitating conditions as we need to um you know it is about mitigating suffering and and i think a tremendous amount of people suffer from anxiety and um i think that as we go forward, um, there'll be more discussions about how to narrow down or how to definitively die. I'm not a physician, but, you know, I think there was some question about, well, everybody's medical record has some notation of anxiety, probably. Um, and I think that there was some some concern about how do we definitively diagnose that. Now, I'm not a physician, but I would say that physicians can certainly definitively diagnose it. I mean, you know, I, I think that's how we do it. We have a physician diagnose it with, like we do anything else. Mm-hmm. We have a physician diagnose anxiety. We have a physician diagnose insomnia. I mean, so, so the cores are suddenly worried about somebody over prescribing something. That's right. And, but all I have to do is walk into any doctor's office in America right now. I can't sleep. Here's some Ambien. Right. You know, right. I can't focus. Here's some Adderall. Right. It, it, we go right back to, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to, to beat a dead horse, but we go back to planting the seed on the, but I will. So we. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. So we, yeah, so we go, we go back to the, to the, to the gun thing. And I don't want to revisit that again right now. I'm just saying that seed was planted and that grows. And, and that's, that's like we said, the boogeyman, it's not real. It's the same thing here. There's a fear out there that says, oh, my gosh, how will we ever narrow that down to the people who really suffer from anxiety and insomnia? Well, we'll do it because they'll be diagnosed. Right. How yeah. do we do it now? How do we do it now? That's right. We trust so, the doctors to diagnose right. it for everything else. Why not anxiety? That's right. And Correct. So, yeah. And so, but, but, but we'll get there. I mean, I think that, again, we are brand new. And so we will get there. And, and, uh. It, because I, I, I believe lots of com- people are committed, 
Lots of people who want to mitigate suffering are committed to doing the right thing and to getting the program right. And um, I know that nothing's perfect, but I do think that we mm-hmm. that, that, that there's been some great things done with this program, and I think they will continue to get done. I just think the wheels turn slowly as they do with everything right. else, and I think that the the certainly the path to adding a debilitating condition through the Department of Health and the judicial um, line uh, beyond that is um, is is open to anybody. And we were talking about it off the air. It was a great because the question was, well, would I need a medical marijuana card to do that? And and frankly, you probably would have been needed to deny a medical be right. denied a medical marijuana card to do that. So yeah. if I have anxiety. And my doctor definitively descri- uh, de- uh, diagnoses me with anxiety, and I go try to to do that to get that added. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have a card. So, uh, and like I said, well, heck, I, I haven't been diagnosed with anxiety, but I have been diagnosed with insomnia. Right. right. You right. know, so they right. are qualified to go try to petition to get insomnia added. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is with the avenue of the Department of Health and. Even if they deny and then a judicial whatever is that you're convincing, you know, maybe 10 people total versus having to convince a whole legislative right. body, the House and the Senate That's right. to do something. And again, I always say, you know, if I have one judge to convince, even yeah. rather than 12 jurors or whatever, oh, oh, you know <laughs> one judge to convince, yeah. you know, yes. my odds go way up. So. Right. So, yeah. So that's probably a faster mechanism. And it'll probably lead to a quicker result and maybe even a better result because we won't be, you know, over 100 people arguing about it that's or whatever. Right. And everything else that comes along with that. Like, Special if I agree interest. on this, and you have to agree on this. That's right. And you the know? other part of that is the opportunity to create or to make an evidentiary argument is if you take the that, that path with DOH and the judicial avenues, you have the opportunity to present real information and evidence on your own behalf, unlike perhaps – uh, in the the legislative avenue, um, where there's lots of discussion that you may or may not be a part of, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a real opportunity to say, hey, let me tell you why I need this, and let me show you, and let me prove to you. I can give you evidence. I can tell you what my doctor has said. I can tell you what my symptoms are. I can tell you how it's impacted my life. It is debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Same thing we just went through with a. Uh with uh, with with Kratom, for example, you know, you had people on both sides, and right. people got to tell their story. Well, staying in that same vein here uh, on mm-hmm. the Guns and Gear text line, Zach asks, "I have a friend who has Parkinson's disease. Can mm-hmm. medical marijuana help him? However, he does not want to be high." Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah, Parkinson's maybe that, that, that's a good question so about the Parkinson's yeah, is one on of the, the debilitating de- conditions. Right. And again, you know, so cannabis is so versatile. So when somebody says, "I don't want to be high," That that usually denotes to me that they have like a preconceived notion of 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 what that is like like right. like that's like a you know indica heavy whatever that's going to put me in the couch like like you know <laughs> like, like we talked about yeah. you know I'll and again even, even I uh, just assume that if you consume any kind of right uh, cannabis your your the side effect is even if it helps doing what you're trying to accomplish you're still going to be high that's so, right and 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 there so that so it comes down to understanding your body. It will take some trial and error. I mean, in in all earnest, it it would be important for him to get for his friend with Parkinson's to get a card and to go into a dispensary and choose a low THC product mm-hmm. to start off with. 
And even with a low t- – and I mean, there are formulated. I know that we have done this intentionally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other companies will as well. There are all sorts of different products with all sorts of different THC levels. You choose. You gotta ramp your way up if you. That's right. That's and right. You choose strains as a cultivator. You choose strains that you know what those windows of THC are going to be. And not everything you choose, you're going to shoot for the moon. You're going to have people just like like uh, Zach's friend who don't want a high THC product but do want relief. And there's right. a way to figure that out. It's you go into your dispensary and it may take some trial and error. And you, you choose a low THC product, and then perhaps you choose to uh, even divide that depending on what That's kind right, of product yeah. you get. So absolutely, there is a way to find what works for you without being high. Right. He yeah. may want like a tincture or hundred percent a transdermal patch or That's something right. else, you know, like or or an edible that he could whatever that could split um, I could or cut a it pill or whatever. An eighth, you That's know? right. That's right. That that does not leave him quote unquote high or you know unable right. to whatever. Um, but yeah, Kelly's absolutely right. I, I mean, again, a lot of this is trial and error for people to be able to see what works for them but isn't that just such an amazing opportunity as opposed to here is this milligram of pill and take it yeah. right you know like 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 yeah. you as you know you get to decide what works best for your body and then you can wean that back or step that up or, or whatever which is just such an amazing thing about this program all right let's take a break real quick come back so we've got more than 30 seconds to land the plane or i've got a question to close out the show okay, okay. all right Thanks. this is grow your know with kelly's green we'll be right back on 1039 wyab all right welcome back in to grow your know with kelly and chad of kelly's green we're here in the mac hike of flowwood studios Guys, we've got about three minutes to land the plane for the week. Uh, great show today. I enjoyed the heck out of this one. And, yeah, uh, this was fun. This is great. Yeah, this is always great. And I, and I love some of the questions. And I know we got a question right before the break, um, which is an excellent question. But uh, we would run out of time. So we're... If we let's, I, I think that I think it's a great question. I think it's super involved, mm-hmm. and I would love to discuss it and answer it on next week's show. If yeah, we, if we can we'll do lead, that. Lead off. It'll be the first question we get to next week, and uh, re- really, really good. Appreciate all of uh, everybody chiming in this week. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wanted to just mention a couple other things very quickly that were in the bill that I don't think we mentioned. So, um, the Department of Health previously had thirty days to approve a car, a patient card. They now have ten. 10 days. So that's awesome um, that we needed that for sure. Uh, Another another, uh, great thing that was in there was topicals. So um, anybody over 21, 21 or over, um, can go into a dispensary and get a topical. Uh, You don't have to have a medical marijuana card to get a topical. Mm -hmm. Now, the dispensary should, um, I think, is, is required to keep topicals in a separate space. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you do not have to have a medical marijuana card to go in a dispensary to get a topical. You, but you still do have to be. What are some benefits older. of a topical? Well, uh, a lot of people love the pain relief cream. I mean, yeah. just like any other pain relief cream. But, but uh, I mean, in other states, people have used it. That they really like it. So lotions, uh, pain creams, things like that that can be developed. And awesome. um, and so that's good. The other thing is uh, what Kelly said about them now having ten days to approve your card versus 30 that's 10 days after you have submitted everything so that starts after everything has been completely uploaded to the portal so um and, so, yeah. and in that regard, I want to mention, too, that physicians can now assist patients yes. in that in completing that application. That is huge because I think there was um, some challenges in right. navigating the portal. 
Um, and so now physicians can um, assist patients with that and make sure that their um, that their applications are complete. Mm-hmm. And that, that's very big with elderly patients. Oh, yes. right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Sell on a car later, and we got to do the, uh, the the close with the bank online on some cell phones. Those right. Two eighty year old people. That's right. You know, I'm going to be helping them do that. I mean, just easy. That, Correct. That Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, again, you know, happy to answer any questions. Also, if you want more information, you can check out our website. It's kellysgreen.org or we are on Facebook and Instagram. And we're always happy to give any information that we can. Right, guys, always happy. Thank y'all. Great show today. I will see y'all next Tuesday. Thank Stay you. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Thanks. We'll